You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watched workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run in that fix it. Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome to the Park Show 5.9 on your The Martin Houston Show fan page. On Facebook, it is a Tuesday morning, and that means that we have DC, DC Capstone Report lined up for you. Glad that you've chosen to tune in with us on this beautiful morning. We'll be breaking down some of the conversation from yesterday with DC, looking at winners and losers from the weekend. We'll also be looking at uh, his thoughts on Jalen Waddle's return. And then we'll break down some Kentucky-Alabama key matchups, and that conversation will lead us into a little bit of what we think in regards to Najee Harris. And we'll go ahead and start a little bit of that conversation. But want to welcome everyone in on the radio dial at 100.9 and on Facebook at the Martin Houston Show. Don't forget about at Martin Houston 35 on Twitter. Give us a like, give us a follow, give us a share. Tell your family and friends about what's happening there and uh, help us get the word out about this great station and all of the great programming that happens right here each and every day as the Martin Houston Show, the Sound of Sports, your show, your team. We're always open for interaction, uh, whether it be on the phone line, on the Taco Casa hotline at 205-342-9904, 205-342-9904. The Taco Casa hotline is always open for business. Or you can post your thoughts and comments on the uh, comment section on Facebook. So give us uh, an opportunity to interact with you there as well. That's the Martin Houston show on Facebook. Remember this, that this is a day that the Lord has made. So let's rejoice. Be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, be the difference you want to see in the world today. Good morning, Joe. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great today, Martin. Having a good day, ready for uh, an awesome Tuesday with you in D.C. Well, we'll be get we'll be at in D.C. here in just a few minutes. Uh, just a couple of thoughts on uh, get your thoughts on a couple of things before we bring D.C. in, and then we'll bring him into the conversation. Um, when you look at uh, the the key matchups, have you looked at what do you think makes? Uh, I, I, I mean, we're a 30-point favorite. Alabama plays their game, they win. Kentucky played their best game. Alabama plays their game, they still lose. 
So so we're not we're not even really having that conversation. But you have to play the game, and it's always a possibility. And um, I've seen it happen, and and was on the team, uh, was redshirted when Alabama went up to to Kentucky and got beat and got embarrassed. So uh, I know it. Things can happen, but not likely. With that said, what do you see as one of the key matchups for this week? Well, I haven't really got into Kentucky tape yet. I was planning on actually getting into that after my morning uh-huh. shift today. Uh, I, th- I do know th- they have a, a running style quarterback. Is that not correct? Yes. <laughs> right. so, well, that, that, that's going to be something that the first thing that the Alabama defense is going to have to get under control. Um, and, and I know that they play hard-nosed defense. Uh, now, whether they can slow down our offense or not, I don't think so. But uh, the first place I would start is the quarterback and being able to contain his running ability. Yeah, uh, as, the, as the old saying goes, Nick Saban struggles with dual-threat quarterbacks or his defenses do. And I always laugh at that, Joe, because the whole reason people run Wildcat is what? It, it gives you an extra – defenses were built – when defense were originally created in the creation of defenses, <laughs> per se, they did not account for the quarterback to be engaged in the running game, right? <laughs> so so that's why the Wildcat became a thing, or the Wild Hog, or the Wild whatever you want to call it. Uh, because it gives you numbers. Uh, Saban says it gives you gaps. Some coaches says it gives you uh, one extra man because on defense it's usually 11 on 10 because the quarterback tradition was not a part of it but when you throw 11 on 11 now you can block everybody except for that last guy and the quarterback can quarterback has to beat him so everybody struggles with running quarterbacks that's why you see them being a thing now that's why <laughs> there's a reason that that high school, and college has been began to to produce more dual threat guys, and that's why you see uh, the college game. Unlike traditionally, Joe, you see the college game pushing up into the NFL because of that traditional running game. And uh, Kentucky has a guy that, when he's healthy, he's not he's not a bad bad player. So, yep, that definitely creates some matchup, and and I can't wait to see this defense back out there. Um, because of what they've done, you know, the last couple times we've seen them. And even though Kentucky's not a high-powered offense, uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what they bring. There's a couple other key matchups, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about those. We'll bring those in uh, here in a moment. But we have Pat on the line. Uh, Pat, you in with the Martin Houston Show. What's, your, what's on your mind? Martin, can you put me back on hold? Because I, I make my question for D.C. too. That'd be great. Okay, you want to go back, and you said you're going to hold your question for D.C.? Yeah, we'll get Pat back in here when we get D.C. in there. Okay, that, that'll, that'll be fine. All right, well, you know, uh, Joe, I didn't give you a chance to respond to the to what I said about the traditional quarterback. Did you have anything, uh, I mean, the traditional well, offense well, versus defense before I move on from well, that? Well, it allows the uh, the offense to, to not be so reliant on throwing the football uh, because because they do have that extra blocker, and you can stick a good athlete back there playing quarterback. Uh, and and you, you like you said, you see that a lot of times in high school games. You just just let the best athlete play quarterback because they're touching the ball all the time, every play, uh, and, and and even if they're not. 
a a good or a very or a great passer, uh, it still allows uh, the offense to be successful and move the football. Yeah, because and think about all quarterbacks are dangerous when they scramble when they scramble out of the pocket and move on the run. Uh, they become more dangerous because now the play is is what they call broken down, and you're now able to you know create bigger plays. So just add a guy who's more athletic uh, out there on the corner. Um, numerous times uh, they put more pressure on there where a DB has to decide whether or not he's going to stay with his guy or come up and stop the quarterback because most of the time when a quarterback is scrambling, he has broken contain, which means there's no one uh, keeping him in the pocket and he's on the edge with a run option pass. So uh, Kentucky does bring that to the table. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if they're able to to take advantage of that. But I do think the, uh, the, the, the saying that Nick Saban um, struggles with dual threat quarterbacks is probably an overhyped story, Joe, because the reality of it is Nick Saban loses one game a year. So somebody's going to be the quarterback to beat him, right? <laughs> so, I mean, and it's usually I, – I actually think it's the big wide receiver or the, uh, 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 you know, that, that has the unbelievable game in combination with the quarterback that plays out of his mind. But, you know, starting all the way back with Al- Alshon Jeffries at South Carolina when uh, Garcia got all the credit for – for breaking it, and he wasn't a dual threat guy. He just was a guy that was on uh, all the way to Nick Marshall having the receivers he had, uh, uh, Manziel having Evans and crew. And I mean, you, you, I mean, you can always put a big guy out there, and when you have that combination, it's going to be tough either way. Well, Martin, what do you think about uh, the defense, the Alabama defense? You, you touched on it just a second. Your excitement to see them back out there, but having two weeks off to watch the film to really self scout the first six weeks and and, and not be. I mean, obviously, uh, DJ Dell uh, kind of re- revealed yesterday that they did prepare for LSU all week long last week, even though uh, that game was postponed. But with that on kind of the, the the back burner you're able to look at uh your mistakes over the first six weeks and kind of do some a little deeper correction do you think that we'll see an even uh better better performing alabama defense i, I think you should um i i could say you know i i wonder will the first one first series or so they will they be rusty just from you know getting back out there reading reacting but uh mentally i think the two week break uh would be extremely beneficial for our defense uh even though you know like you said they did not prepare for kentucky this week joe i mean last week uh i I think that's that that's totally okay and totally fine uh because that just actually gives them a, a head start on the lsu game if it comes back up and they're still in their normal preparation as far as from a mental standpoint huge joe uh one of the things that good coaches do is self-scout tendencies. Um, you know, do, do we call the same type of plays? And Like if it's third and one, have we called the same defense all year? Well, if we've, if we've, if we hadn't picked up on that ourselves uh, from self-scouting, the other teams probably have from watching multiple games, multiple, multiple films, so you, you can find things like that that's just a 
simple play calling improvement. Uh, you know, but then also DBs may let me give you an example of something that happened at the high school level, uh, Joe, that we did not realize. Um, my running backs were supposed to uh, when they when they lined up, even with the quarterback, I mean, behind the quarterback, they were supposed to do that when we ran some fakes. And when we ran, ran uh, there was one play that required you be behind the quarterback by a yard. But we didn't have any other plays that required that. But we had other plays we could run from that formation in that spot. You see what I'm saying? Well, I didn't know it for a couple games that got to the point where the only time they were a yard behind the quarterback was when we ran a certain play. Well, guess who picked up on it? Hillcrest did. So every time we got in that formation, it was one of our better plays. It was also in that game, one of our worst plays. Why? Because Hillcrest itself scouted. You can pick up things like that when you get to sit back and watch multiple film. And I think Alabama's done that. The other part of that is, uh, I think getting LeBron Ray, getting guys healthy, even though there was guys playing, that doesn't mean they were completely healthy, Joe. So I think this defense, like you said, I'm excited to see if they can pick up where they left off. And I think we'll see a better version of the 2020 defense. Yeah, I think so as well. We, we the, the defense was on a little bit of an uptick uh, after, you know, obviously after the Ole Miss debacle, but uh, a little bit of an uptick. I guess we're still coming off the Mississippi State shutout, uh, so I guess they're still coming off a good performance. But it's kind of that feels kind that feels like such a long time, uh, such a long time like ago now. Forever. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like it's like it just almost seems like bold preparation. Time. It seems like we, I know we've only missed two games, a bye week and one game, but because we don't play the Saturday, it seems like it has been absolutely forever. And this was kind of how it was when we had our COVID inspired bye week along with our natural bye week. Uh, and we came out and played one of our better games uh, defensively uh, against Magadori and had five, I think, five, turn, five interceptions, six turnovers. So maybe defense can do that, Joe. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll bring uh, D.C. into that conversation uh, in terms of the defense. We'll look at a couple other key matchups as well. And, hey, I want to talk about Najee Harris. Is he the most complete back in the Nick Saban era? Does he do it all as good or better than anyone that's played under Nick Saban? You can get your thoughts and comments in on that uh, right here on the Martin Houston Show. And we want to encourage you that the holidays are up on us and without a doubt it's an exciting exciting time to uh, be a part of it and one of our uh, newer sponsors uh, I'm Martin Houston and while I get really excited about football season I love the holidays even more uh, happy Thanksgiving from Harvest Church and the Martin Houston show please make plans to join Harvest Church where we're creating and enabling Faithful Followers of Christ. That's Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Once again, happy Thanksgiving. We're getting started. And happy holidays from Harvest Church and the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we start our Tuesday morning with a minor wreck on McFarland Eastbound and James Harrison Parkway, blocking the right lane, so use caution. If you see other conditions, give us a call, 205-886-8886. No need to leave town to get a great deal on a new Nissan. Just head out to Skyland Boulevard to Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. Another fine fall day today with a sunny sky, Tuscaloosa's high 64, clear and cold again tonight, the low at 37. For tomorrow and Thursday, sunny both days, highs between 63 and 66, and Friday, mostly sunny with a high at 69. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Softmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904. Tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. You're back in with the Martin Houston Show. And don't forget about our great friends and partners over at Overflow Express Wash, overflowexpresswash.com is where you can find them online. Visit them at the, excuse me, at their current location on Skyland Boulevard. Also a new location popping up in Northport on Hunter Creek Road and 82 intersection. That location will be up and operational in the spring of 2021. So, but in the meantime, stop by their location located on Scotland Boulevard, right next door to Alabama One. Alabama One, One Together, one of our great sponsors as well. Overflow, overflowexpresswash.com. All right, Joe, uh, let's get uh, DC, uh, let's bring DC into the conversation. Good morning, DC. How you doing, sir? Oh, doing great, morning. Doing, doing good, doing good. Um, DC, we were having a little conversation about key matchups for Alabama and this week against Kentucky. So I'll, I'll keep that conversation going. Uh, but when you look, DC, at what's happening with the running game for um, Alabama, and, I mean, the defense. Uh, in the quarterback running game for Kentucky, uh, what, what's your thoughts on that particular matchup? Well, I think it's uh, Joe, Joe, we're gonna have to put DC on hold. It, yeah, let's get him. It, let's try to call him right back. Okay, all right. Uh, while, while we try to get DC uh, on the line, um, we had a had a bad connection there. It was cutting out. Um, let's look at. Uh, the statement I made right before I went to break uh, and Curtis Lewis responded and uh, I probably have to uh, admit that uh, I overlooked his name in the uh, poll of who's the most complete running back. Can't argue with um, with what he put in there, but uh, I would say uh, Curtis Lewis threw Josh Jacobs out 
as one of the candidates for the most complete back. Uh, in the poll question, um, I had Trent Richardson, Mark Ingram, uh, Najee Harris, and Derrick Henry. Uh, probably need to redo that and put Josh Jacobs in there and see if that change how much that changes the polls. But um, Derrick Henry uh, was a guy who um, who won that poll. Uh, I think that's more projection uh, than reality uh, in terms of which one's the best running back. But uh, we'll 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 keep that conversation going. But we have DC back. So you all can um, uh, get your opinion. Hey, we all have opinions, by the way, about the running back situation, and we'll get DC's thought on that. But let's get back to that conversation. DC, you're back in with the Martin Houston Show, man. Uh, can you hear me now? got a little better con- connection now. Can you hear me now? Uh, yes, uh, coming in loud and clear. Uh, right. As we were talking about this Alabama key matchup, Alabama's defense versus Kentucky's uh, quarterback running game, you know, wildcat scenario. Uh, is this something that that we need to be concerned with as Alabama fans? Well, I think anytime you play a, court, a team that has a running quarterback, it's something to, to watch for because uh, that's why you run the wildcat formation. So you can have a, a quarterback. You have to play eleven on eleven. If they miss that last person, then there's always a gashing run out of that. So I think that's something that you're always concerned with. But if Alabama uh, plays the way they've been playing on defense, you know I think they can handle that, especially with the athletic linebackers that we have been playing really lights out the last couple of games, and Dylan Moses and Christian Harris. I think that's going to be that's going to be one of the best matchups. And then if uh, because uh, Kentucky doesn't throw the ball that much, if uh, one of the uh, one of the other uh, D backs can come up and help fill uh, that uh, last uh, slot and make that last tackle, if they do get by those, that's that's the kind of kind of a gap uh, thing that, that uh, Nick Saban was talking about yesterday in the press conference. you gotta got to play your man. you got to stay in your position and make sure that you uh, are consistent in doing that. Otherwise, they can make a long run. So I think it's always concerning when, they, when you're playing a running quarterback because it sets up a matchup that if, if the quarterback's very athletic, they can take advantage of. Even though we look at uh, the bye week and then the miss week, uh, how much uh, benefit has this been to the defense, and what do you think the biggest benefit has been with the defense uh, for the defense in terms of uh, getting an extra week off? I think the biggest benefit for the defense is going to be getting healthy. People who are—I'm not talking about people who are out, but I'm talking about people who are playing and nicked up. I think that's going to be and, and mental rest is big. Big. The second thing is able to uh, come out with consistency and play. If they don't come out flat, which you know, a lot of times when you're off two weeks, the first couple of series, you can come out with your uh, hand-eye coordination is off a little bit, getting up to this, back to the speed of the game, because you can't replicate that in practice every time. So, I think if we could do that, then uh, we we've learned we've probably learned a lot about ourselves, and uh, you've self-scouted to what your tendencies are, and uh, that's always those are all things that are going to help the defense when you have two weeks off. All right, we have Pat who. I wanted to wait and save his question for uh, you and I. Pat, you're in with the Martin Houston Show and D.C. Capstone Report. Uh, what's on your mind? Okay. Morning, D.C. I'm uh, say this for you, too. Is it, how concerning is it with uh, Kevin Harris uh, leaving the program uh, or, or going into the 
we'll say leaving the program yet because it can always come back from the uh, portal. But he being in the portal, that Sopshire has not been picked up out of the portal as of my reading last night. And uh, my question is, is this old Tommy Tuberville's uh and we say Tuberville because that's what the uh, national media called him, bless his heart. Uh, is it all his fault for making the Nick Saban rule and, and the coach not being able to do more evaluation in the springtime like he normally was when he first started recruiting in Alabama? And we kept a, we had a very good retention of players. Uh, what is your thinking on this? Well, I think um... – Sometimes it's an individual thing. I don't think it's an overall uh, problem with the program. I think it's an individual thing. And sometimes people, when they get here, they just don't. We, and we've had several uh, that have been five stars that haven't made it here, but they haven't made it other places either. So it's just certain certain individuals, certain certain things just don't click. Now, now Kevin Harris may be able to transfer somewhere else and click perfectly in that system or that personnel. But uh, and Nick Saban has always been true that if you know, if you come here, you do your best, you'll get to play. Uh, and we've seen multiple freshmen get to play. Uh, and but sometimes doing doing what your best is doesn't really match up with what the what the what the need is of the program or what what the other players. So you got to remember, yeah. Kevin Harris is competing against a lot of other uh, good players here too. And I yeah, think and a lot of kids yeah, want their playing yeah. time; they want to play quick. And uh, if they if if that's not available to you here, then uh, we're we're a society that you can transfer, go somewhere else, and do that. Yeah, because Kevin Harris on paper was supposed to be one of the top defensive uh, ends slash other outside linebackers in the country. Yeah, but when and, you come, I understand that. But when you have when you come in and you're playing with people like Will Anderson Jr., who uh, kind of was a late bloomer, and uh, he, he's been very well, and Drew Sanders, and then uh, oh yeah. We got a lot of other folks here that you have to compete against. And it's just oh yeah, hey, well, instead of being a a big fish in a small pond, now they're now they're a, a small fish in a big pond. Yeah, let me respond to you. Go, go ahead, Mark. First of all, I think it's a combination of things. First of all, I think it's culture. Um, I think that is um, that is the culture in which kids are being raised in now. Um, and it's not just football related. You know, I, I work in a financial industry and I see kids wanting what their parents have. And I, I see them wanting it by the time they're 24, 25 years old and their parents work till they were 50 to get it. But they want it now. Uh, so that that's part of the give it to me now microwave culture that we live in. Uh, these kids are transferring because they're not playing uh, as freshmen and sophomores. Well, you know. There was a time, uh, Pat, when freshmen weren't even considered part of the, the regular team. They had their own team. Sophomores were hoping uh, that they got on the field, and then you played when you were a junior and senior. That's number one. Number two is it's the way they're recruited and expectations. Number two is they're recruited and told uh, that that they're gonna if they're good enough, they're going to play. Well, that's kind of like I am good enough. I think I'm good enough. Kevin Harris thinks he's good enough. And he always, they always think they're better than the guy that's playing in front of them. So that's a, a subjective thing. And then they're recruited to get to the NFL. And most of them, and these coaches have created this in, in and of themselves. And they have to recruit this way. They have to make that part of their tagline, Pat, is if you come here, uh, you know, some some say degree. Nick Saban say you're going to get a degree. 
Most of them tell them they're going to get to the NFL. And uh, most of them have a plan where you can get there in three to three and a half years. So if you're a superstar, five-star, and you're not playing after your first year and then your second year come along, you're not playing, what are you thinking? Oh, my God, I have one year left. I have to go somewhere else. And then you add the transfer portal uh, to it where kids don't have to sit down and talk to a coach before they put their name in a transfer portal. They just have to inform them, Pat. I'm telling you, there's conversations that – that did not happen in decisions that did not happen because I would have had to go sit down across the desk from coach Stallings. You know, I figured out. Another I, I, way wouldn't, I wouldn't have wanted to have to do that. If I would have been you, Martin, that's what I'm saying. But now these players don't have to have those hard conversations. A lot of times they just, they listen to everybody on social media. They listen to their parents. They listen to, to family. They listen to media and then they have an option that they can just put their names in. That's not all situations, but that that's why you see guys that most college players are not going to play for their college team. When you look at the four uh, high four stars and five stars, they're not going to college to play for Alabama. They're going to college to play, to get to the NFL. That's their driving goal. And when we were coming out, we were coming to Alabama to play for the college we were committing to with hopes of going to the, the next level. These guys come in, and, and, and college football needs to be careful if they don't create a monster, Pat, and guys looking at the college game as just a pass-through versus uh, a destination. Yeah, and I think it's something some work's got to be done on that portal. That, uh Anyway, hey, and I mean, just just for to me that when you sign a contract, that's part of. And I know people in business leave all the time, but dead gum college is also a teaching tool. And to me, that when you sign a contract with somebody, that it, it goes both ways. And, well, but that's uh, the problem, that, Pat. College scholarships have never gone both ways. True. I, I, I understand, Martin. I'm just saying it should. All right. Hey, have a blessed day, Martin Houston, and uh, D.C., thank you all for taking my call. Y'all be good. Bye-bye. Thanks, Pat. D.C., you going to add anything else to that before we get to break? Well, I think the culture is the biggest thing you've talked about there, Martin. I mean, uh, we just have to face it. We live in a different time. There was was a time where uh, players would uh, kill to to get a position on our own team, get it, and stay four years and maybe Mm -hmm. play just a few times a year. Uh, then there were other times where players uh, were uh, you know, disciplined by by kicking them off the team during the very bright years, uh, and they and they would do anything they could to get back on the team. But we're we're living in a different era of of, and, I, and I'm not saying it's derogatory, but a selfish era. That's just the way people are. People, everybody is more concerned about themselves these days than than the team, and and I think that. Uh, that's that's what happens. Uh, that's what happens sometimes, and, and it has to do with just the culture we live in. Yeah, hold that thought to the other side because I I did have a question for you about players opting out, but I want uh, and, and I want to get back to that. But I do want to get to the back to the defense that running game um, and whether or not uh, Curtis Lewis I think brings up a great point, and I'll let you respond to it on the other side. He says, if Bama plays more zone than man, the QB run won't be nearly as effective. And that kind of brings me to the point, will we see 
more zone from a Nick Saban-led defense, or was that just a mirage that we saw that shut out uh, Mississippi State? We'll have that conversation coming back on the other side on your home for Alabama Sports Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we start our Tuesday morning with a minor wreck on McFarland Eastbound and James Harrison Parkway blocking the right lane, so use caution. If you see other conditions, give us a call, 205-886-8886. No need to leave town to get a great deal on a new Nissan. Just head out to Skyland Boulevard to Towns of Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Diamonds are forever. They won't leave in the night. I've no You're back in with Martin Houston, and while I really, really get excited about football season, I love the holiday season even more. Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving from Alabama One. In the Martin Houston show, as Alabama won, won together, wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Check out alabamaone.org. All right, as we move on into the conversation, um, Curtis Lewis uh, making a comment about, we talked about a matchup being the run game of the quarterback of Kentucky versus Alabama's defense. And Curtis Lewis said, if Bama runs more, plays more zone than man, the quarterback run will not be um, 
a um, uh, will not be as big a deal. Uh, thoughts on that? Uh, DC was was what we saw against Mississippi State a mirage, meaning that he's only going to run it against Mississippi State, or will Alabama incorporate that into um, a regular part of their defense? Well, I think it incorporated a regular part of the defense. I think they we saw him run it against Tennessee as well. Curtis uh, Lippert made up a great point there. Uh, the zone coverage that other teams that I've studied have ran against Kentucky has uh, allowed them to uh, create some turnovers and interceptions. Kentucky's not a uh, high-powered athletic passing team uh, with high-powered athletic receivers that have to be matched up one-on-one. You can actually cover them in the zone. And that does lend well to a running quarterback. That's why so many teams have tried to play zone against them. So uh, I look for Alabama to come out and use zone more in this, and it gives an opportunity to have their heads looking toward the uh, line of scrimmage uh, to see if that quarterback's getting past the line of scrimmage on run. Right, and that's the biggest thing is that's why dual-threat quarterbacks have actually hurt Alabama in the scramble game uh, is because of the way we – it's not just that we play, man. It's the absolute dogmatic, uh, aggressive, in-your-face press uh, from the line of scrimmage method that we use uh, in turn when you see the receiver turn type of um, man coverage that, that creates the run game problems with the quarterback. Because if you run everybody off and a quarterback breaks contain, uh, there's no one looking at that. Uh, quarterback, and he's you know five, seven, ten yards downfield before the receiver turns, and then you turn and you realize the quarterback's scrambling. So the zone allows you to backpedal uh, in a in a man to man. You watch your receiver, you chase your receiver, you follow your receiver. In zone, you backpedal, you watch the quarterback, and you watch uh, your area. And if someone crosses your area, you're able to see them looking them into the backfield and if the quarterback breaks contain then uh, you have an opportunity and now you can still be put in a tough situation of come up or not but it doesn't allow the quarterback to have just free reign and free run uh, without anyone being there and if no one's in your zone you just go up and tackle the quarterback so I uh, definitely think it could be a positive but Nick Saban has refused to to, to do a lot of zone uh, over the years, we'll see if that's the evolution and change that he's finally willing to make. Another key matchup, D.C., uh, would be the Kentucky secondary. Second, if I'm not mistaken, second in the SEC in passing. Had a spell there, I think. I know they had, like, what, six turnovers, six interceptions against Mississippi State, three the next week. But uh, their, their, their secondary has been a – a positive for this team and their defense has been, you know, one of the more stout defenses in the league. Uh, how well does Matt Jones in this passing game match up against Kentucky? Well, I think they, it's going to do very well. You know, they got a couple of guys on defense that are elite players. Uh, you know, Davis, the linebacker, I think he's got 73 tackles so far this year, which is enormous. You got, you know, Joseph, the defensive back, uh, he's got three interceptions already. So, they have some athletic players on defense, and, and the Stoops defense is really, really good. I think the the, the scheme that they run is, is really good. But I believe, in my opinion, based on me watching the film and watching some other teams play against them, 
that Alabama has a type of uh, offense that's really going to be hard for them to defend. Uh, with Najee Harris running the ball, our big offensive line, which I think is a key matchup against their defensive line, uh, and then, then our aggressive uh, pass uh, plays down the field on play-action passing, I think that's really going to uh, match up well for Alabama. So I look for us to have a really big passing day against Kentucky. Yeah, and I, I think that uh, it is hard to stop our passing game regardless of what you do, but I think that is one of the key matchups. If Kentucky's uh, secondary is not able to put up any resistance to our passing game, um, it will prove to be uh, a, an extremely, extremely long day um, for for the Kentucky Wildcats. The question I have and been thinking through is since that is one of their strengths, will we come out and could this be Najee Harris's? Uh, he's had some really good games, but could this be another breakout game for Najee Harris, both in yards and, you know, uh, touchdowns are difficult to, to call, but yards, uh, both receiving and catching, will Najee Harris be the difference maker in this game? Could this be one of his best games? Yeah, I've uh, looked at this Kentucky game all along. Uh, you know, it's saying if Najee Harris progressed through the season, which I think he has, and I was hoping that he would have a breakout kind of national performance against LSU, I've always said that this Kentucky game might be the game that launched him into the national uh, Heisman candidacy, uh, at least talk, uh, because uh, I think this game is a game where we're going to lean on the running game. I think we, we match up really well with our offensive line. And I think Najee Harris probably has his, one of his best games rushing the ball. And like you said, it's hard to call on on, on uh, touchdowns, but uh, I really think that, uh, that he could have over 200 yards in this game and have uh, close to 40 to 60 yards receiving in this game and really have a breakout game. It, it, this is the style of uh, defense play that Kentucky likes to play. Uh, sets up well for the running game. And in, in turn, that really sets up the passing game because the more Najee Harris does well, the more they're going to creep up and the play-action passing is really going to be able to open up the deep ball. Yeah, I, I, I think we may see some of that traditional use the running game to open up the, the passing game, something you, you really haven't seen a lot of. Of course, uh, with the way Mac Jones throws the deep ball, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we come out and <laughs> just challenge him right off the bat with the passing game, but I do think this sets up well to, to be one of those games. We're not going to have a, enough time to get into the conversation, D.C., but uh, in, in a lot of uh, the, those who are on Facebook, uh, y'all have to come back tomorrow to finish out the Najee Harris most complete running back uh, type of conversation. But right now, uh, is Najee Harris doing enough to to uh, project forward that he could leave here as the most successful complete back Nick Saban's had? He's really on the right path for that. I, I think uh, we, Alabama has had some great running backs. Don't have to look any further than last week in the NFL to see the number, the top four running backs over 100 yards, and three of them are Alabama players. So, I mean, you just uh, Alabama's really gotten to where they developed some great running backs. Start back with Dick Lynn Coffee, to Mark Ingram, and Trent Richardson, and uh, Derrick Henry, and Josh Jacobs, and Kenyon Drake. All those uh, names. Yeah. Najee Harris. Harris. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of good running backs that have come through here, uh, and uh, to do justice to them, I'm going to kick that complete running back conversation down the road a little bit. 
and, and give them uh, their due respect. But uh, I think that Najee Harris is well on his way uh, uh, to while here because you can project guys to be the most complete back. Um, but did they do all of those things uh, at a high enough level while they were here? to finish that conversation. Well, my, we'll talk about that. My point on that, Martin, is I think Josh Jacobs should be in that conversation. I think your, your poll is a little skewed because I don't think there's ever been a more complete blocker, uh, pass catcher out of the backfield and running back than Josh Jacobs playing Alabama in recent days. Yeah, and, and I, I agree with that. I said that, that I should have included him in that, that conversation. Um, but I think that uh, – uh, part of that was probably because of what they accomplished, why they were here was the way I was looking at it. And Josh was extremely special, uh, but did not have the statistics or the the number of reps uh, that those other guys, so he didn't jump up in my mind. But well, it's, it's hard to do that, playing third string tailback behind two great people. And then, right. And, and, <laughs> and, and they go to the NFL and if you project what he's doing in the pros, then he's he's easily in that conversation. If you look at what he did here, you can put him in the conversation as well. Um, but would would we be projecting at, at that point that he would have been better? And I forgot about Damian Harris. See, there you just forget about people who just had his best game in the NFL. <laughs> he had some great games at Alabama as well. Yeah, and, and and could do all of it. He he did all of it well, also. So yeah, there's. There's quite a few running backs that, that could be in that conversation. Um, but uh, one is about to statistically leave here, uh, even in a shortened season. And I, I'll ask you this question. Is what Dame, is the fact that right now, sitting with 700-plus yards, 119 yards per game, 149, uh, I think, 0.5 total yards per game, is what is, – is Najee Harris – quietly having one of the better seasons ever with 14 touchdowns because he's doing it against all SEC opponents. Is that, should that be, should that give him more credence? And I can say there's so many things and it's going to come down to a personal thing. And I know that, uh, but coming back on the other side, DC will continue uh, the Kentucky conversation. And I also have a question to you. Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier uh, is the opting out um what are your thoughts on that from players um, right now who seasons appear to be over and guys are beginning to make decisions to opt out? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? We'll have that conversation on the other side right here on the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, authorities are still working that wreck on McFarland eastbound at James Harrison Parkway. It's blocking the right lane. You can expect some delays. If you see other conditions, of course, give us a call. Hey, today is B.J. Perkins' birthday at Townsend Nissan, and he's giving away special birthday deals to celebrate. Grab yours today. I'm Captain Ray. Good morning. A proposed liquor store at the intersection of Mitt-Larry Road and Highway 43 has been generating controversy on social media. But last night, when the Northport City Council held a public hearing on the store's liquor license, nobody showed up to speak against or for the store. So the council approved the liquor license unanimously. Another new business coming to Northport, Tuscaloosa's premier cigar shop and liquor bars, expanding across the Black Warrior River as R&R Cigars prepares to open a Northport location on McFarland Boulevard and Watermelon Road. I'm Don Hurt. 
Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. The Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. DC, DC Capstone Report. DC, tell our listeners where they can find you. Hey, this is uh, DC, DC Capstone Report at dccapstonereport.com, DC Capstone Report Facebook page, or you can follow me on Twitter at davidcott50, davidcott50. Always remember to check out uh, rolltidebama.com and freelancepictures.com. Lance has some great uh, video, great footage up there for everyone that's a Bama fan. All right, that's rolltidebama.com and uh, freelancepictures.com, the sponsor of DC, DC Capstone Report, dccapstonereport.com at davidcott 50 where you can follow him. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. If you can look at uh, uh, those to see some of the great pictures and inside scoop view that you may not see otherwise. All right, DC, kind of rapid fire for you real quick. Uh, the... Uh, Get your score real quick for Kentucky versus Alabama. What you got? I think I think Alabama's going to win the game handily. I got fifty-two seventeen. Fifty-two seventeen. Ooh, that's nice. Nice little win. What do you have total yards for Kentucky? What do you think Kentucky's offense is able to do? One hundred one hundred seventy-eight yards total. All right, that sounds like a, a a game that Bama fans will be totally excited about. And remember, seventeen is the new. Shut out. Uh, real quick, thoughts on these players that um, Horn from South Carolina, running back from Louisville, and I think you're going to see more uh, uh, players opting out this season uh, to get ready for the NFL uh, or some just to come back next year. What are your thoughts of them opting out at this point uh, of the season? Well, every, everybody has choices to make, Martin, and, uh, and you know, uh, for them it may be a good choice. I don't, sometimes I think uh, not the best thing for the team or best thing for the game. Uh, I guess I'm a little old school. I, I, I believe if you start something, you should see it through, especially when it's not individual. I understand if you're a golfer and no one, it all depends on you. You can quit the middle of the tour and not, not hurt, hurt anybody else. But I think when you play a team sport, you have to think of your team members as well. So I don't have any problem with anybody opting out prior to the season starting so that everybody knows what you're doing the rest of the time. Uh, my my uh, question about it is uh, opting out in the middle of the season uh, when everyone's been counting on you. Yep, and I think uh, the NFL GMs will have to make decisions about will this be a guy that will quit 
when our season is over and we're no longer in the playoffs, will he continue to to play hard for our team? Uh, a couple other quick questions. Did Trask potentially pass or at least uh, insert himself clearly uh, as a true contender while all the other contenders were at home this past weekend? Well, I think it was just a – those prospects of him being the only one playing and all the eyes were on him. If Alabama had been playing in uh, LSU on the national stage, then things would have been different. So, yes, I think he did insert himself in the conversation. All right. Jalen Waddle, if he was your uh, client, your son, uh, or if you were just his advisor, uh, if he's healthy, do you uh, have him out there playing against uh, uh, in the college football playoffs, semifinals or finals? If he's healthy and uh, everybody gives him clearance and he's actually healthy, then I, I wouldn't have a problem playing him. That's the way he's going to be able to create value for himself in the NFL draft. And that's, I, I would I would say, son, uh, you can play, but I would not advise him to. I tell, I leave it up to him, uh, but I definitely, at worst case, would have him do like Dylan Moses, uh, show support for your team and be out there. Uh, I don't know if he'll create any more value uh, than what he he's already done, but uh, that, that's a tough question uh, and, and an interesting one. Hopefully, we'll get an opportunity and a chance to see. Any closing thoughts, D.C. on Kentucky, before we get out of here? Well, I just think Alabama's going to win this game. It's going to be a great game, and I think it's one to every Alabama fan. Look for Najee Harris to have a big game. But let me say this in parting, Martin. Najee Harris has got a great season going on, but he won record he won't hold. There's only one running back in Alabama history that holds this record that's never lost a yard from scrimmage. Can you tell me that name of that running back? Um, I, I would, but uh, his it, name it, is it, Martin Houston. He played on the 1992 <laughs> championship team. I was blessed to, to have that great opportunity, and thanks for that shout out, DC. That's DC Capstone Report. Uh, joins us every Tuesday at David Cott 50. Thanks, DC. We'll catch thanks, you with Martin. the next roll tide. Roll tide. All right, let's take a, a quick siesta, and we'll be back with you on tomorrow for the Martin Houston show from six to seven. AM, the Sound of Bama Sports, your show, your team. Remember this, trust in the Lord always, lean not your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Roll time.